so good to be here anyway. It's like I don't feel any pressure from Wes after he said this. This is the last official sermon for the year. It's like, oh, that's all good. But hey, welcome to what is officially the second Sunday of Advent. What does that mean? Only 19 sleeps until some jolly fat man, oops, slightly larger than average guy, tries to get into our homes in a slightly unconventional, if not physically impossible manner. If you haven't quite figured that out, Santa coming down the chimney. Strange if you think about it, like any other time, he'd be charged with breaking an entry. But like at Christmas, it's like, hey, it's okay. But you know, when you think about it, there's actually a lot of things that we do around Christmas time that would seem kind of odd if we do it any other time of the year. But at Christmas time, it's like, oh, yep, makes sense. No, we do that at this time of year. So there's many different traditions at this time of year. Oftentimes, things we grew up with, we carry on with. And it's actually just not right. It's not really Christmas if we don't do those things, eh? And that can be different from person to person, different from family to family. I know it's very different from culture to culture. The things that kind of make us feel Christmassy, I guess, is a good term. Could be like the food we eat. Turkey, cake, barbecue. When we open the presents. Oh, this one could be a bit contentious. When do you put up the tree? Like, how early is too early? September. Is October? <laughs> September, I heard here. Is October too early? Too early, and then, then on the other end of Christmas, how long is too long to leave your Christmas tree up after Christmas? Does it have to be down by New Year's or 25th of January? Or when does that actually happen? It's all different, eh? Some of us sing carols on Christmas Eve. Some of us like to wear really terrible jumpers or t-shirts that we wouldn't be seen dead in any other time of year. And there's then family get-togethers, work get-togethers, work breakups, school breakups, all sorts of things going on. It's such a, a busy time of year. Sometimes it's not really any wonder we refer to it as the silly season, eh? can get a little bit crazy. But we do a whole lot of things to try and get this Christmassy feeling. I don't know what it is for you guys. It could be different now when you're an adult from when you're a child. I know for me, I didn't used to get the Christmassy feeling as a kid until I heard the song Snoopy's Christmas on the radio. You know, Christmas bells, oh Christmas bells. It's like, yes, it's Christmas now. I don't know why, but for me it was just a, a song that I really loved. You know, many years ago I actually had the privilege of spending both Thanksgiving and Christmas in the United States. And so that was a first for me, doing Christmas in winter, quite different to New Zealand. But Thanksgiving was really cool, because the place we were at it's a quite beautiful house. They had ceiling-to-floor windows in the living dining area. And basically the table looked like the picture you can see on the screen there. 
It was like huge spread of food and it's like, my goodness. And then we bowed our heads to give thanks for the meal and as we opened our eyes, it had started snowing outside. And it's like, oh, it's just like it's supposed to be. Just like the movies is what it felt like to me. Sure didn't feel like New Zealand. And then the, the, the family that I stayed with over there, it was quite interesting because they went totally all out with their Christmas lights outside. There's a photo of a house there. It was very similar to that. They had reindeer in the garden. They had candy canes all down the lane leading up to their house, which was in a woodland area. And it was just like a, a massive display. They even had a big dog run with a kennel next to the house. All of that was decked out in lights. It's pretty incredible. But the funny thing was it, was, it was almost difficult to do normal life inside the house. Because in the evening when they had the lights on, if you wanted to boil the jug, make a cup of coffee, or some toast or something like that, often it just went <laughs> The whole house was black. The whole house outside was black. All the lights went off because the system just got overloaded. But hey, it looked good on the outside, right? It's just hard to do normal life sometimes. But it was pretty cool. So we do all these things anyway, sometimes without even thinking why. I mean, some carols we sing have pretty weird words. Like there's that song, Felice Navidad. And it's like we often sing that and it's like, what does it actually mean? If you're Spanish, it makes sense. It actually means Merry Christmas. So it's like, oh, okay. But then I was thinking about some words, and there's a, a carol, The Twelve Days of Christmas. And it says in there, On the ninth day of Christmas, my true love sent to me nine ladies dancing. I'm pretty sure that's not going to be a gift that I get from my wife this Christmas. Kind of odd. Is that your true love sent to you nine ladies dancing? I don't know. We have advent calendars or similar where we open one window or box for what is it? Is it 24 days before Christmas? And if we're lucky, we get a small gift. In our house growing up, we weren't that privileged. We had these little tacky cardboard calendars with just little flaps that you opened and they were reused year after year after year. (laughs) And you didn't actually get anything at all, but hey. (laughs) Anyway. So Advent, what does it really mean? What does it really mean? Most of the things I've mentioned already are pretty harmless, even good, although some may be not for our waistline or bank accounts. But while it's good to enjoy all these things, I want to talk this morning about the real secret to having that Christmassy feeling. So let's just pray together this morning. Father God, we just commit this time to you and ask, Father, that you would open our hearts to understand your message to us. Father, I pray that you would come and do, Holy Spirit, what only you can do this morning. You draw us to you. That you come invade our hearts, Father. In Jesus' name, Amen. So I've called this morning's message, Keep the Peace. 
Kind of not really a very Christmassy background, is it? But when I thought of it, it's like, hey, keep the peace. So how do we keep our peace in this slightly manic, crazy season full of busyness? Just going to throw an idea out there this morning and we'll come back to it. But I'm going to be as bold this morning to suggest that if we are actually stressed out at this time, if we are so busy that we've lost our peace, that we have actually fallen into a cleverly designed trap of the enemy. Why, you may well ask. Well, let's look at a few scriptures together as we begin this morning. So we've got a few here, two from Isaiah and one from John. So we've got Isaiah 9, 6. It says, For unto us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, and Prince of Peace. And then the next one is Isaiah 26.3, which says, You will keep in perfect peace those whose minds are steadfast because they trust in you. In John 10.10, The thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy, but I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. Now that last one in particular, you go, that doesn't seem very Christmassy, does it? Not very Christmassy, talking about stealing, killing and destroying. But hey, we'll pull it all together and hopefully it makes sense. So we can see from these verses three things. One, Jesus is called the Prince of Peace. The second thing, Jesus' plan and desire for us is to be living in peace. We just need to stay focused on him and trusting in him. And the third point there from the last verse, that Satan is actually trying his ultimate plan is to steal, disrupt and destroy our peace while Jesus promises life in abundance. So the question we should ask ourselves, especially at this time of year perhaps, is where is my focus? So let's take a look together at this term, Advent. As I mentioned earlier, today's actually the second Sunday of Advent, but what does that actually mean? I could put on my teacher's hat for a minute, but I don't even really know what kind of hat teachers wear, but putting on my teacher's hat. Some people may know that Advent serves as an anticipation of Christ's birth in the season leading up to Christmas. But that's only part of the story. Now, I grew up in a more traditional church, in the, in the Methodist church. And in traditional Christian practice, the season of Advent runs for four weeks. And there's quite a big focus on Christmas from late November. It begins four Sundays before Christmas. The first two are usually focused looking forward at the second coming of Christ. And the last two weeks look back in thankful remembrance of Christ's first coming to earth. So the word Advent is actually derived from the Latin word Adventus, meaning coming or arrival. And originally, that came from the Greek word parousia, 
I had to laugh when I was thinking about this. I don't know how many of you have seen um, the movie, My Big Fat Greek Wedding. But the Greek father in that always tries to prove how every word actually originates in the Greek, as he calls it. So it's like, Adventus is originally the Greek word parousia, meaning presence, arrival, or visit. It refers to the coming of Christ. And the term, the original term parousia, does not actually really mean just about one event at one particular time, but a series of events combining all of these, his first coming as Messiah and Saviour, his coming as the Holy Spirit and his presence with us today, and his second coming as King and Judge. So it's all those three things combined together. In the early church, Advent was celebrated much like the period of Lent. During this time, Christians would spend 40 days in prayer and fasting as they remembered and celebrated the first coming of Christ and looked forward with hope to the promise of his return. Now, I'm not quite sure if that would work very well as a suggestion today. Maybe it could be a good idea that we have 40 days of fasting before Christmas. But... I probably wouldn't go down that well. Are you with me this morning? Hopefully all of this is making sense. Sometimes, if you're like me at all, when things get so busy as they do at this time of year and our minds are racing, it can be hard to actually listen and take in what's being said. I was actually buying out, out buying some presents the other day and had a, had a few presents that I got, went to the counter and the guy who was serving there looked at all the things that I had and he goes, oh, you want a box for those? And I looked at him and I went, hmm, you actually look quite big, I don't fancy my chances. Is it okay if I just pay by card for with them? It's kind of a bit of a lame joke, isn't it? He asked me if I wanted a box for them and said, no. Anyway, It's good to actually, like, if we can stay focused. So I want you to do something for me right now before we move on. Just take three deep breaths in and out, in and out, in and out. Tap your neighbour on the shoulder and go, you doing good? Doing good? So in the season of Advent, are we preparing ourselves? Are our hearts filled with thankfulness, joy and hope? As I said before, Satan, the enemy, he would actually love to come and steal that truth from us. If our hearts aren't filled with peace, his peace, and that doesn't mean like we might not be going through difficult times or it might not be stressful, but his peace that actually passes all understanding then maybe we need to change our focus a little bit and get our eyes fixed back on Jesus. See, I do believe, actually, that the enemy's quite happy if he can draw our focus, especially at this time, which is a pretty amazing time of celebration for us. He's quite happy if he can draw our focus away from Jesus 
It's this time of celebration is such an important key foundation to the entire Christian life. So Advent or Christmas is certainly a time of celebration and anticipation of Christ's birth. But as we heard earlier, it is actually a lot more than that. And this is the truth that I want you to take in this morning, because it's really only in the light of this Christmas time and celebration that the Christian life really makes any sense at all. Because this time we live in today is actually the time between those two comings of Christ. So we live between the fulfilled promise of Christ's first coming to earth and the yet-to-be-fulfilled promise of his second coming to earth. But as Christians, we live by faith, knowing that he is faithful and all his promises will be fulfilled and come to pass. I think that's something we'd all agree on this morning. So I'd like to suggest this morning, and I might be wrong in this, but when we talk about the, that Christmassy feeling and strive to try and find it, that that Christmassy feeling is actually our hearts connecting with heaven and the hope that Jesus brings, the hope that Jesus offers. And when we actually focus on him, we will start feeling Christmassy. So may our hearts be filled with joy and thankfulness at this time. So as I said, it was through faith that we believed that promise. And the promise is, it was true for the nation of Israel while they were waiting for a saviour. So that was before Christ was born, going back to before Christmas was ever celebrated. It seems like a funny thing, doesn't it? Christmas wasn't even celebrated. But even in, in modern history, sometimes it hasn't been celebrated all the time, all around the world. Like There's many cultures, religions that don't like to really acknowledge Christmas. And I was even talking to a guy in a shop the other day and it, it kind of struck me that I don't know if we have any Scottish people with us this morning. My, my family's part Scottish. But anyway, as I said, I, I was out buying gifts and the shop owner, he was Scottish. And he, he said to me, because this was about two weeks ago, he said, would you like it gift wrapped? And I said, that'd be great, thanks. And he goes, birthday or Christmas? Because you don't just want to make an assumption, I guess. And I said, um, Christmas. And he goes, good, good. So the conversation progressed a little bit. And he was saying in Scotland that New Year's is almost a bigger thing than Christmas. And it's like, okay. I said to him, why is that? And he said, well, actually, he said, for 400 years, he goes, we didn't have Christmas in Scotland. He's like, oh. And basically, it was when um, the Scottish were being quite persecuted by the English, and there was forbidden to be any Christmas celebrations through Scotland. 
So they went, right, we'll show them this do New Year really well. <laughs> but it was just kind of, oh, okay, so no Christmas for 400 years. Kind of strange when you think about that. But anyway, Israel was waiting for a saviour. And the promise that was true for them is in fact the same promise is true for us today. And if you take nothing else away from this morning, take away this, this promise. It's this. Jesus Christ, he has come and he will come again. Jesus Christ, he has come and he will come again. So I might get somebody to come forward and play some nice music would be great. The worship team. I'm actually going to, um, I was going to pull the phone out of my pocket, but it's, that's not my phone. That's the phone that is recording. So don't do that. I wanted to share a poem with you this morning. Who likes poetry? I love it. Not so good at writing it, but I love it. So this is a poem, and I just thought it sort of encapsulated the idea that I'm trying to get at this morning. It's called The Manger of My Heart. This Advent, Lord, come to the manger of my heart. Fill me with your presence from the very start. As I prepare for the holidays and gifts to be given, remind me of the gift you gave when you sent your son from heaven. The first Christmas gift, it was the greatest gift ever. You came as a baby born in a manger, wrapped like the gifts I find under my tree, waiting to be opened to reveal your love to me. Restore to me the wonder that came with Jesus' birth when he left the riches of heaven and wrapped himself in the rags of earth. Emmanuel, God with us, your presence came that night and the angels announced, into your darkness, God brings his light. Do not be afraid, they said to the shepherds in the field. So speak to us today, Lord, and help our hearts to yield. Make me like those shepherd boys, obedient to your call, setting distractions and worries aside. To you I surrender them all. Surround me with your presence. Lord, I long to hear your voice. Clear my mind of countless concerns and all the holiday noise. Slow me down this Christmas. Let me not be in a rush. In the midst of parties and planning, I want to feel your hush. This Christmas, Jesus, come to the manger of my heart. Invade my soul like Bethlehem, bringing peace to every part. Dwell within me and around me as I unwrap your presence each day. Keep me close to you, Lord. It's in your wonderful name I pray. Let's just pray together. Father God, I pray at this time, this time of year, 
that we would keep our focus on you, Jesus, in the gift. The gift that was given to us. It's pretty overwhelming when we think about it, Father, that you chose to send your Son to earth to dwell amongst us. We thank you, Father, for that gift and for his coming to earth. And we do pray at this time that yeah, we wouldn't just chase after the things of this world and all the traditions and all the things that are going on while they're great to celebrate. May that not be our heart's focus. May our hearts stay focused on you. May our minds stay focused on you. Because if we just chase after the world and search after the world's traditions, they won't fill us, Lord. Only you can offer the true peace that Christmas brings. And thank you for that promise that you, you have come, Jesus, into this world to dwell amongst us, that you are Emmanuel, God with us. God with us. And I pray that we would stay focused on that, that you are with us, that you have come, and that you are coming back, that our hearts would be filled with hope, that our hearts would be filled with joy and expectation, and that this time of year would be just a, a celebration, both of what you have done, Father, and what you are going to do. In Jesus' name. just want to invite you to stand now and as the band leads us in this song again, just like as we sing it together, just really focus on the words. May it be a response from your heart this morning to Jesus and thankfulness for what he has done for us.